Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo liberties here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bravo Papers podcast. And you are here with your host, Bravo and Botox. And I'm doing a special episode today. I'm calling it a bonus episode because I was looking at my agenda and it has a lot on it. So, you know, there is one particular thing that I think deserves its own episode. That is Bethany versus Bravo, supposedly. (laughs) We'll get into that. But I wanted to dedicate an episode to it because there's a lot to say and I have a lot of opinions on it. Um, And we all know that I love talking about my own opinions. Hopefully you don't mind hearing about my opinions and that that's why you're here. So let's go. Now, before we start... We got to do our thing, which is important. Please rate, review, subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go to the little stars at the bottom, press the five. I know it's a small thing and that you forget about it and you go on with your day, but it means so much to me and the podcast, helps the podcast grow, all that delicious, wonderful stuff that we want and that we love. Um, You know, if you're listening and you want to take a screenshot and share it on social media, on Instagram, tag me. I love that. Um, Please tell someone, whoever you know, this is the currency. I need you to help me. I'm trying to grow the podcast so, you know, I can use all the help I can get. And the more you share, the more I can get more sponsors, do more episodes, all that kind of good stuff and improve and make the show better. So spread the word. Follow my Instagram at Bravo and Botox for all my hilarious Twitter roundups or the Bravo Papers podcast on Instagram as well for, you know, updates on the pod, uh, information when I release new episodes, all that kind of stuff. I also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the Bravo Papers. If you're a YouTube person and you want to listen to the podcast on there, it's great. It's free. There's no ads. Go for it. Please, please, please subscribe. Even if you don't listen on Bravo or on YouTube, sorry, please just subscribe anyways, because I need more subscribers. Um, Thank you. Okay, so let's get into it, because this has been a big to do, as they say. Um... It is Monday, July 24th when I'm recording. Quite a bit has happened. And, you know, there's been a lot of chat, chatter on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now. I mean, I can't believe that Elon Musk is changing the name. This man is like the bane of my existence. Um, And now what am I supposed to do? Like an X Twitter roundup? What is that? That sounds so stupid. I can't do that. 
I mean, ugh, I'm just going to keep calling them Twitter roundups for now. And I'm, I don't know. I'm hoping that Musk is tomorrow going to be like, I'm stepping down by everyone. Like, that's what I'm hoping. Okay. So we'll see what happens. But um, as you've heard, there's been a lot of chat, as I was saying. Sorry, I got sidetracked. And people are discussing, you know, unions, organized labor, things of that sort, mainly due to the writer's strike. So the writer's strike is going on in Hollywood and I guess other places as well. And, you know, they're asking for fair wages and pay. And it has sort of offshooted into other conversations about other people in other industries, including and especially the entertainment industry. So Bethany Frankel, Ms. Skinny Girl herself, has jumped in and joined the convo to literally no one's surprise because Bethany has something to say about everything. So I'm going to kind of tell the story about where this all came from, because if you're not as plugged in to Bravo social media, then yeah, you might, you know, need a little bit of background. I unfortunately am plugged into Bethany. <laughs> I say unfortunately because she never stops. So it's a lot. Um, and, you know, if I'm going to be honest with you, usually when I see a video of Bethany talking to a phone camera, I just keep scrolling. Because if it's anything that's actually notable and important and of worth, it gets... It'll get some momentum, it'll get shared to a high level, and someone will summarize it, which I appreciate very much because then I don't have to listen to her. Now, in this case, I did have to listen to her, and I did the things that I do for you all. I listened to a lot of her in the last 24 hours or, or more, I should say, the last few days. Um, first, I have to make a confession, which is that I am a reformed Bethany Frankel stan. I used to love Bethany. For a long time, she was my number one favorite housewife. Now, I'm talking like this was like a few years ago. Probably like before I she was kind of like one of my favorites up until pandemic-ish. Um, but probably even before that, I kind of fell off the Bethany love train, we'll call it. I, you know, I didn't know a ton about her and I watched The Real Housewives of New York. And I'm, you know, if you heard me on Kendrick's podcast, which uh, I was a guest on Reality Comics 2, go listen. You know, you got to scroll back, but it's there. I, I was tell he was asking me, you know, how did I get into Housewives and Bravo? And for me, I was a late starter, a late starter. But, you know, I went in like, I don't know. I just I went in hard when I got into Bravo. It wasn't like I slowly, you know, dipped my toes in. It was like I jumped head first and I watched one series, I watched the next, and so on and so on. And then, you know, within three years, I'd watch them all. Within one more two years after that, I'd watch them all multiple times and, you know, became your resident expert that you see here today. So 
Bethany was someone that I really liked. You know, I watched The Real Housewives of New York. She was like the underdog. I love the underdog. You know, I I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that Jill Zarin would, you know, just sort of be all jealous of how successful Bethany was and wouldn't be happy for her. You know, like I, I was all into it. I was devastated when they stopped being friends, but I was also happy when Jill got fired. And no, I didn't watch it live in real time, but I did my best the first time I watched all the series. I tried not to look anything up because I wanted to know, like I wanted it to be fresh. So I didn't know when Jill would be fired. Like I didn't know all that. So when Jill was fired season four or five and they all, you know, when they did that big cast overhaul, like I was like, I was as shook as everyone who watched it live because I didn't go online and look it up. Um, You know, I also, I did by accident come across like the fact that Bethany left the show eventually. So I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't know how or why. So I was a big Bethany supporter, mainly because I thought she was funny, which she is. She was so funny on New York. She was really like the Greek chorus. She did a great job of, you know, she's a confessional queen. She had funny one-liners. She was witty. She was quick. She had all that stuff. And, you know, she was surrounded by these like crazy women, you know, and she was there to point it out. Even though Bethy, Bethany and Bethy, even though Bethany is also crazy, she's crazy in a different way and in a way where she's good at almost convincing you that she's not crazy. And she's got this like savviness and wittiness about her that just pulls you onto her side. Whereas she was surrounded by people who were very, how do I say this? Not self-aware like Ramona, Sonia, Luann, Kelly Bensimo. Like, can you name a more insane group of not self-aware people? You can't. So even though Bethany, you know, you could argue Bethany's not self-aware, but compared to them, she actually is. That's not saying much, but that's true. So, you know, for a long time, I was a Bethany stan. I was on her side about Carol when she had the Carol thing. I still kind of am, if I'm going to be honest. Um, but that's another thing for another day. But, you know, all that being said, lately and in the last few years, Bethany on social media has completely changed my mind about her. At first, I tried to kind of defend her, you know, before I had my Instagram account, Bravo and Botox, you know, if people were kind of arguing about her on like Reddit or whatever, I would sometimes pipe in, even though I didn't really take part in Reddit a lot in terms of making comments. I was more of a stalker. Um, But I, you know, I would sometimes and, you know, I sort of understood where she was coming from sometimes. And I liked to think that she was a good person because, you know, she had her be strong thing. But the more time that's gone on, the more I've realized that there is really nothing about Bethany that isn't driven by I think a some kind of personality disorder. I don't know what it is. I know everybody likes to call everyone a narcissist and fall back on the narcissistic personality disorder. I don't know if that's it. You know, narcissism is because I looked into it when I was during the scan of all time. 
and I saw that, you know, we all have narcissistic tendencies, um, but you're not labeled as having a personality disorder until it starts to get to the point where it's getting in the way of the, you know, your ability to function well in life, relationships, work, etc. So I don't want to, I'm not here to diagnose her. I don't know what her deal is, but something, I, I don't think she's a fully, she's fully plugged in to the average person. I think that's, you know, I think she's pretty detached from that at this point, even though she would have you think that she's um, quite in tune with the average person. I also feel like, you know, she's got a really big ego at the least. Okay, so let's just go with that. So Bethany commenting on all this union stuff, it's it's hard to digest and it's controversial for a reason because it's coming from her. And that's kind of one of the issues with it. So let's get into this and I'll kind of make my commentary about the specifics of the problem as we go. So I'm going to start with where did this all come from? So Bethany recently had Jill Zarin on her podcast. If you are not an OG New York fan or you don't know a lot about that, Jill Zarin was like a New York, Manhattan, Upper East Side socialite type. She was on The Real Housewives of New York and she was fired after season four because, you know, the audience really turned on her because one, she turned on Bethany season three. People didn't like that. And then season four, she just kind of came off a little bit miserable and people were just over it. Anyways, Jill, you know, Jill and Bethany were besties. They had like this great relationship of like, you know, Jill, the connected woman who knew everyone in New York, who, you know, was sort of like a, had this like, you know, this fabulous circle, as she said, right? And she sort of was there for Bethany when Bethany had, nothing when bethany came on the show got paid nothing had you know i think she said she started she had like a few grand in her bank account and that was it and she didn't know what she was going to do so the two of them their friendship disintegrated you know because of the show and again i'm not saying that in a like it's bravo's fault they weren't friends but you know bethany's success over and it wasn't overnight i don't mean like overnight in the sense of like she didn't do any work because we know she worked for it. I just mean it was quick. It was a quick rise from like being the underdog of the New York group to all of a sudden being the richest and the most successful because of Skinny Girl. So, you know, they their friendship disintegrated. But recently, I, I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was in the last year. Bethany and Jill ended up on an airplane together. And they reconnected and they talked. And I think it was kind of one of those just, you know, happenstances. And because of that and a lot of other things, the stars aligned. And recently, Bethany had Jill Zarin on her podcast. So on the podcast, you know, they catch up, they talk about things, you know, it gets emotional at times. And Jill reveals one thing that was revealed, and this has made headlines and gone viral, is that Jill says that she didn't know Bethany and Real Housewives of New York would be filming or that Bethany was miked at Bobby's funeral. 
So if you remember Jill Zarin's husband, Bobby, we all loved him. Great guy. He loved Jill. He was like, you know, the doting husband. He would buy her nice gifts. He was seemed like a great guy. He, rest in peace, passed away from cancer and... Jill's funeral ended up being filmed for season 10 of The Real Housewives of New York. Now, not the actual funeral inside. It was a quick scene where Bethany runs into, or sort of, Bethany goes to the funeral, sees Jill outside of the funeral, like outside the doors on the streets of New York. And they have this like emotional moment. And, you know, Jill says, I'm all alone. I don't know what to do. And I mean, Bethany's, reply is you know to me kind of points to my issue with bethany bethany's reaction is i'm alone too it's like okay her husband just died can you like maybe you are alone but can you relax anyways um so jill says i had no idea you were miked and that you know at that moment you know, sort of, I think she says, like, I knew cameras were there. I didn't know you were mic'd and that you would be filming it for them. And Bethany has, like, this big reaction on the podcast. She's like, oh, you know, I thought you wanted that. Bravo told me you wanted to film, right? And that, you know, I I can't believe this. I was tricked. I was deceived. This is, I feel dirty and disgusting. And the two of them are just, you know, going on and on, Okay. This doesn't make sense though, okay? A lot of people were on social media have been so distracted by just some of the ethics around like this filming thing that, but can we stop for a second and actually think back to what happened? So let's go back to season 10. We're at season 10, Carol and Bethany get into it. Ramona jumps in. Ramona starts saying that she showed up, she being Bethany, she showed up for camera time at a funeral, sort of like, you know, trying to kind of shame Bethany about how fame hungry and camera time hungry she is and whatever. Okay. Now, Bethany, though, Bethany goes to town defending herself about this. And bravo. Bethany is like, no, Jill wanted us to film. Jill said it was okay. She was fine with it. Okay. And Andy jumps in too. Andy says, yeah, Jill invited us to film outside of the funeral. Okay. And they, you know, they defend it and they're like, ha, told you, whatever. Right. And Andy says that he was actually glad that Bethany was willing to film the scene outside of the funeral because the viewers loved Bobby And it was sort of like a, you know, a goodbye to Bobby for the viewers because he was a big part of the show as well. Okay. And this is like a big point of contention at this reunion, but it kind of, you know, it settles on Jill said we could. Andy confirms it. Bethany steadfast is like 100%, right? And even in our uh r-h-u-g-t so real housewives ultimate girl trip jill has her confessional the season season two where they're at dorinda's and jill says yeah i said that they could film outside the funeral but i said they could not film inside which that's exactly what happened they did not film inside they only filmed a short small scene outside 
which was Bethany and Jill talking for two seconds and crying and that was it. So what I'm confused as to what the problem is. Now, Jill is saying that I guess she didn't know Bethany was miked. That's really hard for me to believe. I guess it's possible, but she still said it was okay for the cameras to be there. So it's like, okay, what does one person being miked matter? I don't know. Either way, you know, it's Jill's husband's funeral. So fine. She gets to kind of make the rules about that. But I don't understand why Andy and Bethany would both say that Jill invited them to film and make up this lie that could so easily be refuted by Jill. And now it's been like years since season 10. And not only has Jill not said that that was a lie from Bethany and Andy, she's actually doubled down on saying that she allowed the cameras there on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Because she said, yeah, I did say they could have them, you know, outside the funeral. So, so anyways, Jill denies inviting them. And Andy says they have an email from Jill's assistant saying, you know, inviting them. So I guess that's Jill's way, like maybe Jill did that on purpose, you know, because she's kind of trying to, I don't know, like she could say she didn't know that her assistant sent that, I guess. Like, I don't know. Um... However, you know, all that being said, Jill also wanted to do Legacy, Roni Legacy. It didn't work out because she wouldn't give in to their numbers. Okay, so she wanted a certain amount to be paid for Legacy, which I'm on Jill's side with that. You you have your price. And if they're not willing to pay it, then walk away. And that's what happened. Okay, it didn't work out. I, I think Jill thought that they would bend, but they wouldn't. And on top of that, you know, I think I think Jill knows what kind of money Bravo has. She probably knows they could have paid her. I think that Bravo was looking for a way out, right? I think Bravo, what happened was that, you know, we had this whole thing with with Roni's last season being so contentious and between the audience, right? And we had like probably like half of the audience who were like, I'm done with Ramona. Get Ramona out of here. Get this, you know, get this cast out of here. Um, You know, they don't represent diversity in New York and this and that. And, you know, the last season was so bad. And then you had the other half who were like, no, the last season was bad because of Leah and Ebony. And we just need to get rid of them and add in some other new people and keep our OG. So the audience was split. And, you know, Andy has this, uh, I don't know what we want to call it, idea in quotes that we'll have two Ronies, Rony Legacy and then the new Rony. So obviously this didn't work out. Do I think Roni or Bravo really wanted to do both? No. I think they just wanted to do the new one, start fresh, where they don't have to, you know, worry about 
the bad press and all that kind of stuff. And they don't have to worry about, you know, people bringing up the controversies from before again. Like that's what I think happened. And I think Jill not agreeing to the price or the payday was an easy way for them to be like, I guess it's not going to work out. Sorry. Right. It's like, okay, well, Jill wouldn't do it. And we're seeing, and Bravo is seeing the success of these real housewives, ultimate girls trips. So why not just keep going with those? They're easier. They're less of a commitment. You know, they could film with the original uh, Roni ladies and kind of see how it goes and see how the ratings are, right? It's a, it's a much smaller commitment and it costs Bravo a lot less money and they're still going to make money on ratings and advertisements. So I think Jill is pissed about this, okay? Does she have a right, like I said, to demand whatever she wants to be paid? Yeah. However, Bravo also has the right to say, we don't want to pay that. It's not that important to us. Bye. That's a negotiation. That's what happened. Okay. Now, on top of that, Bethany had what I think is, was a career trajectory, sorry, turning interview on Watch What Happens Live. From the outside looking in, you might watch this interview with Bethany and think, you know, yeah, it's a little bit contentious between her and Andy, but this is not like that big of a deal. We've seen, you know, we've seen much worse interviews out there. However, I think that this interview is really what created everything that's happening right now. So Bethany was on Watch What Happens Live to promote her um, new podcast at this time. This was I can't remember exactly when it was. I would have to look it up. But basically, she was on Watch What Happens Live. She's promoting Rewives, I believe it was called, her recap podcast. And Jeff Lewis also happened to be on. And he, you know, I mean, we know how he is. He's, I mean, I think he's hilarious, but I know some people hate him. But anyways, he likes to throw shade. He's quick, you know, and he's kind of like, okay, oh, another recap podcast. No one's done that before, which like, I mean, he's not wrong. But anyways, so he says that and he's like, no, he's like, Bethany, honestly, like this is your chance to promote it. And Andy kind of asked her like, what's different about it? Like, tell us. Right. And she kind of, she gets like, she gets her back up against the wall. She gets very defensive and she's like, oh, okay, I get it. This is an ambush, which Honestly, from my perspective, I've watched it more than once. I don't think it's an ambush. I think Andy asked a question. Jeff Lewis kind of jumped on it in a sarcastic way because he wanted to just make fun of the fact that everyone has Housewives recap podcasts. And and then I think Bethany was just, if you don't tell Bethany that her shit doesn't stink, she gets upset. She, when it comes to like, she has sort of made this image of herself as like the queen of the business world, right? All this stuff. And if you don't say what kind of fulfills that delusion, she gets very defensive. Okay. We've seen it time and time again. And you see her face in this moment transform. And she's like, this is an ambush. When it's not, it's just somebody pretty much pointing out a very obvious thing, which is that this is not a new original idea. However, they do acknowledge, 
you haven't told us all the details, so maybe there is something original and new about it. Please tell us what that is. But there isn't anything new about it. The only thing she has to say is that, oh, she's a former housewife. So that's what makes it, you know, she's going to have like insider information and, you know, things that other people don't know and another way to put it and look at it. So like Tamara and Teddy, basically. Anyways, so, you know, and the other reason that I do think that there was a little bit of snark coming from Jeff Lewis and Andy is because Bethany had up until that point been talking shit. She just did, though. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. She said Real Housewives is not good for women. It's, you know, it's sexist. It pits women against each other. She said that. She did. And then Andy kind of calls her on it, like, which, fine, he should, why can't he? And he says, okay, well, you know, you said this, whatever. And she's like, no, I never attacked Housewives. I've never did it. And they have this kind of back and forth. That episode to me, it was when Bethany decided I'm done with Bravo I'm done with Andy. Fuck you guys. That's what she said. That was her moment. Okay. I'm going to take you guys down too while I'm at it. (laughs) Because I do think that Bethany's ego and narcissistic traits are at a point where something like that would be enough to kind of push her to the edge. Okay. So that's how we have come to this moment. So then we have Bethany, Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin's been burnt too. She's not going to be on Legacy. You know, she's kind of burnt her Bravo bridge as well. She's not on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip New York either because, you know, she's Bravo's not going to negotiate with her. They don't care to. They're over it. And now that she knows she's 100% not getting anything with Bravo in terms of being on TV again, now she's ready to bitch about them and to talk about them. Which, again, I'm not necessarily faulting her for that. Whatever experience she's had, she has the right to talk about. And she probably has a lot of valid points. And Bravo probably has dicked her around too. No one's uh, no one is saying that that's not true as well. Because remember, this is a podcast. I'm not looking at anything as black and white, okay? There, five things can be true at once, two things can be true at once, 20 things can be true at once, okay? So now we have, you know, this sort of serendipitous podcast with Jill and Bethany, which I don't think was serendipitous at all. I think that Bethany purposefully had Jill on now as all this union stuff is happening. Because Bethany is, she, you know, she is a smart businesswoman, right? And she she kind of knows how to get that momentum going, right? So she's seen all this kind of union stuff happening in the entertainment industry. She's pissed at Bravo. She knows Jill is pissed at Bravo too, has them on. Jill happens to reveal this quote unquote secret, this big reveal that is not a secret and not a big reveal at all. Can we all, like, Bethany was the one wearing the mic. (laughs) I just, it's so crazy. And so in all this time, they never talked about that, even in a text. Like, Jill never texted her after, why'd you show up to the funeral with the cameras? Like, and your mic on without telling, like, never? It's, 
And Bethany even said that her and Bryn went to, sorry, went to Jill's apartment off camera and had some like quality time. I don't know if that was before or after. I can't remember. I have to look it up. But then they also had their meeting on the plane. So they didn't talk about that on the plane. As, like, it's just, I don't know. It's not making sense. And it doesn't align with Jill and what she said on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip and what she's always maintained. So I don't know. Something is fishy here. So let's go to Bethany and the Union. So... Bethany is now, you know, spearheading the possible organization of a union for reality TV employees. I want to start by saying that I'm in a union. I am a unionized worker, and I'm not just saying that. My, both my parents were unionized workers. My dad was a union rep and leader um, for his school. He was a school teacher and he was a union rep leader for them for years. I grew up with that. I went on strike with the teachers of Ontario during the Mike Harris years. I was in grade eight. It was about 97, 98. Any Canadians who are from Ontario who are my age know that that was a, that was a big deal. Um, and then in my own career and my own union, I've also been on strike as recently as 2019. I've been on the picket line in the winter, in the snow. I fully support unionized workers and unions, 100%. What I do not support is Bethany Frankel leading them. Because creating the creation and maintenance of a union is not something that can be done by a person who is doing it for vengeance against for their own personal benefit okay and i don't think and it's really hard for me to see that she could possibly be doing this for the right reasons it just seems like not to sound like i'm from the bachelor but you know it really seems like She's doing this for self-serving reasons. And like, this is her current thing that is, you know, her cause of the day and that she's going to be bored of it in a bit. Like, I, you know, it's really hard for me to say that, but I do think that because, you know, I don't want to discourage people who are thinking of, you know, unionizing, trying to get more rights. They absolutely deserve it. However, you know, do I feel like she's really going to help them get there? I, I don't. I don't think she's going to help them get there. I I think she can't. And the way that she's already going about it is sort of, it's already unraveling. Have you ever gotten so sucked into a show that you just can't stop thinking about it? I'm writer Amy Archer, and I created my podcast, Little Miss Recap, for people just like you and me. On Little Miss Recap, we cover shows like Yellowstone, Yellow Jackets, and HBO's Love and Death. But we also do some documentaries like Shiny Happy People and The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. If you're looking for a podcast that overanalyzes things but also has fun, give Little Miss Recap a try. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the thing about Bethany. I saw a tweet on Twitter and it said, who is a dumb person's idea of an intelligent person? And people were retweeting and it had a picture of Joe Rogan. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious and accurate. Somebody else retweeted it and they put Bethany. And it's kind of true. 
She talks a lot and she says very little of substance. Now, she does say some things that are accurate and true and smart, but I mean, statistically, that's what's going to happen when you never stop talking. You're going to finally land on something. But most of what she's been saying in these interviews and lately are things that have already been said and things that people already know and things that people have already tried to get out there. Now, yes, it can take somebody who people will listen to in order to get momentum for these things. Totally. However, is Bethany the person that enough people are going to listen to? No, she's not. Because there's a lot of things about her that are going to cause her to be unable to, you know, galvanize people and get them together. Sorry, I sound like Stassi's ex-boyfriend with galvanize. But anyways, um, if you know, you know. So I'm going to give you an example, okay? But one thing that she often does is that she she will talk and talk and she'll say things that have already been said and discussed. However, she spins it and kinds of kind of gives it like a certain tone. And the way that she says it is it's actually kind of brilliant because she makes old stuff sound new and it and gets people excited. So I'll give her that, right? And But it's actually not new and it's not groundbreaking and it's kind of been done before, okay? So I'm going to play a little clip here of one that I think is a perfect example of basically, you know, Bethany saying something that, She's acting like this is new. So this is um, via at TV Deets Instagram, where they posted these clips of Bethany speaking to her phone as per usual. So listen up. To the person who said that networks look for talent, not reality, networks look for advertisers who look for eyeballs of the purchasers of the household. Women. Women look for drama on reality TV. To the person who said that it's already fair because I get to monetize it. Uh, yeah, I got the same opportunity that hundreds of other people have had to monetize it and failed. So through blood, sweat, and tears, I worked my ass off to justify a $7,250 paycheck for multiple episodes in 2008. Episodes that are still being used for monetization in 2023, where two entities are profiting and I am not. And so the monetization in my other businesses was a great justification to take that measly paycheck. And I worked my ass off through blood, sweat, and tears for that to happen. And as you can see by others who have failed, it's not as easy as it looks. To the TV, so you're just being you. Reality TV is heavily produced, heavily formatted, and it is a rough and tumble job. Just ask anyone who's been successful in reality TV. And you are not hiding behind the words of someone else where no one's going to bother you or cancel you if you say something in a moment of just being truly who you are or make a mistake. You are completely and utterly always exposed and your life and career could end in an instant by just one wrong word. Okay, so there's a few things there. So the first thing that she starts to talk about in that clip is she talks about how, you know, everything we see on, well, not the first thing, sorry, but she, she starts to talk about how what we see is heavily produced and how reality TV is a rough and tumble job and it's hard work and that they have to, you know, 
share everything and it's not just filming their real life. I mean, she does kind of contradict herself because she says it's, you know, a rough and tumble job and it's heavily, heavily produced. But then she says, you can just say whatever you want and you just speak off the cuff and it can ruin your life, which I mean, that does sound contradictory, but it's actually not because that is how it is. But here's the thing. Most of the people, especially social media, housewives people know that reality TV is produced. Do I think that all the fans know how much work goes into it? No. Um, but do we know that it's a job, that they get paid, that it's heavily produced? Yes. Everyone knows it's heavily produced. Then she has her other point about, oh, well, you know, they're making reality TV is about making money off of advertisers. And those advertisers are trying to sell to the women watching. And what do the women want? Drama. And, and like, yeah, thanks, Captain Obvious. Like, we know. We know that reality TV is about making money off of advertisers. We know that's what Bravo's about. We're not stupid. And we also know that they're looking for a certain demographic audience. And we know that we're going to watch when there's more drama. Cool. Thanks for the info. Like, it's really, none of that is new or groundbreaking. Okay. Now, the other thing, the one thing that she does say, the one point she makes, and I only played some of the video, is that, yeah, they can use your footage years later and you're not getting anything from it. Totally. Again, she's right about that. That's also not groundbreaking and it has been brought up by other reality stars and other people before. Um, And... And again, like she goes on this whole, she never misses the chance to beef herself up, right? She goes on and on about how, you know, very few were able to reach the level of success that she did and to promote her brands and create a business like she did and da, da, da. And again, I'm not saying that's not true, but she, of course, she has to throw that in there. Just remind everyone, you know, the reason that I'm the person who should be speaking is because I'm the smartest, most savvy, the most, the best businesswoman. I was able to, you know, take that $7,000 they paid me and parlay it into skinny girl. And I had to work my ass off and da da da. And she always puts so much emphasis on how hard she worked as though she's the only one. So all the other women who failed, there's kind of this implication. Maybe they didn't work as hard. Um, so, you know, they need her help because they're pathetic losers. Unlike her anyways. Um, so it's, that's one thing that makes Bethany maybe not the best leader for a union. Okay. She is too in her own head. Even though she pretends she's doing it for others, she's doing it for herself. Okay. It's really about, let me get back at Andy. And it's also really about her own ego. She likes it when others need her. Okay. I think that's part of the reason she does the be strong thing. Yeah, she's doing who I don't really give a shit what the reason is. She's helping people. That's what matters. Her intentions aren't really that important. However, this is one of those cases. This isn't like a tornado where anyone flying in with money and supplies and giving it to people is helpful. This is different. This requires a specific type of leadership camaraderie, work. It does not, you know, a union, and I had a, a follower who sent this to me who's also in a union, and they said to me, unions are not built through p 
people making videos of themselves on social media. There's most of what needs to happen happens not on social media, not online at all, and happens with people organizing in an important, thought out, intelligent way, not going on a TikTok video and listing demands out into the universe to no one specific. Okay. So another thing that she says in another one of her videos is she talks about her and Andy. She says, you know, we came up together. Um, I was the highest paid housewife of all time, which I need to double check that because I thought Nini was the highest paid housewife of all time. Um, yeah, I'm going to get back to you. I, I feel like that's a lie. She also says she's in a position to head this thing because she's not a former disgruntled employee. I, that's a lie. I would strongly disagree with that. She's, to me, she is maybe one of the most disgruntled, actually. She says she's also the person to do it because she doesn't need the job. She has the money. Uh, no, that's actually no. The best people to do it are the people who are in the job doing it. That's how unions work. The people who are in the unions are the workers. Okay, it's a workers union. It's not, uh, you know, super rich millionaire lady leading all the workers of Amazon or all the teachers or etc. who has absolutely nothing to lose. She's like, I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. I check my bank account. I'm good. That's why you're not right for this because you have nothing to lose. If she gets bored of it next week, she can do whatever she wants. If she screws up the deal for everyone and makes some bad decisions, doesn't affect her. Affects all these other people who still need the income and the jobs. Doesn't affect no skin off her back. <laughs> the best person to do this would be somebody who is currently a reality star and is also a, a highly wanted and coveted reality star who's still in it. She's not coveted. Okay. Since Real Housewives of New York, she's tried to have a couple other shows and they've all failed. So she doesn't, she's not like a hot commodity in the reality world. Okay. She's not the person to do this. I don't know how else to say it. I just can't stop saying it because there's so many reasons. So she says, then she goes on another speech about how Andy always puts Bravo and Housewives first. Oh my God. Where's my Meryl Streep meme from the Devil Wears Prada? Andy puts Bravo and Housewives first. Groundbreaking. Thank you. Never knew that. The first point of contention <laughs> between her and him, and she says this straight out. So I made this prediction, but she says straight out in one of these videos was when she went on Watch What Happens Live to promote Rewives. And she says, again, I felt ambushed. But, she, but guys, she's not disgruntled, okay? She's very happy. Everything's good. Um, and then she's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I was ambushed, but that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game there, right? And she kind of acts like she's fine with it. And she's like, that's how it works. You know, the, the show, the show is polls talking about watch what happens live. It's produced questions. It's, it's designed to make people look bad. That's a direct quote, by the way. She says it's designed to make people look bad. But again, listeners, everyone, she's not disgruntled. Okay. Um, 
And she said, you know, that's how it is. You have to take your hits. You have to take your hits. And again, she says all this very fast. She speaks quickly on purpose because it allows her to spew more misinformation and lies. That's actually one of her tactics. Um, now, she says, she says, you know, she's had opinions on reality TV, but she hasn't felt totally comfortable expressing that throughout these years, which is very hard to believe because all I see is her expressing opinions all the time including about housewives um, because, you know, and she says, I didn't want to say anything bad about housewives or the place that I came from, um, you know, because that's where she came from. Even though like one of the first things she did after she left housewives would say how it's bad for women. So, and she's not a hundred percent, again, she's not hundred percent wrong about that, but let's not pretend that you quit Roni and we've never heard from you since. Cause that's, it's actually quite the opposite. Okay, so she's grown very comfortable with saying these things. And then she says, oh, I've grown uncomfortable with certain things. So she leaves it quite vague. And then she says she's felt, quote unquote, unsafe. She's She knows that is a way to get people going. Okay, because it's become part of our cultural language, the whole, the languaging around feeling safe, being in a safe space. It goes along with mental health, with everything, right? So now she's using that kind of unsafe, but doesn't say what it was. And of course, that's going to get people going, right? Like, oh, these big corporations are putting people in a bad position. Da, da, da. They probably are. That's This is the sad part. A lot of the stuff that she's saying has truth to it. The problem is that I'm looking at the intentions behind it and I'm looking at her ability to actually do something good for people. Okay. So again, the only thing she cites as a specific example of quote unquote unsafe is the funeral incident, which she says was exploitation. I've already talked about that, so I'm not going to go on, but she also says she's heard stories of people whose spouses have lost jobs. So is she talking about like, like Whitney's husband on Salt Lake City or Louie on Real Housewives of New Jersey. I mean, again, that's like, that's not this new revelation that she's telling the rest of us. We know about that too. We watched it on the show. They talked about it on the show. Now she talks afterwards about how they can't work on projects or continue their own businesses, reality talent once they leave the show because of these like ironclad contracts with Bravo or whoever the reality network might be. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, and again, is it a brand new point? No. Is it a point that needs more attention and discussion right now? Yes. I think it should be discussed and talked about amongst people in the entertainment field and reality stars amongst themselves as they attempt to unionize. Is Bethany talking about it on TikTok and entertainment tonight, etc. I don't know if that's really doing anything. Okay. And to me, that was one of her only points that was really strong. Um, you know, and she says, you know, there, I, I know I'm right. I know I'm right here. I've talked to a hundred people and they've all told me I'm right. I know I'm right. She says it a few times. So again, it's like, she always shoots herself in the foot because she always brings it back to herself. Okay. She Then she goes on about how all the housewives suck up to Andy. They all clamor to be his best friend and his favorites change all the time. Again, all things that everyone already knew, like, duh. 
<laughs> I mean, people have been calling for Andy to be fired on Twitter every reunion because they don't like how he has a favorite. And how he, like, this is not news. Um, you know, as she even gets into like Raquel. Okay, so she says Raquel shouldn't settle. Raquel needs to get paid. Her life has completely fallen apart for this show and it's been ripped to shreds and, you know, she's being thrown to the wolves. I mean, like, I guess, okay, but Raquel, try, it's, it's going to be hard for people to accept that point because Raquel tried so desperately to get on the show, right? Like, she wasn't, somebody that Bravo even wanted. She was, she literally, you know, in my opinion and a lot of other people's started dating James just to get on the show. And then a lot of people think that her sleeping with Sandoval was to kind of secure her role on the show. So it's hard. It's going to be hard for that as an example, because I don't think a lot of people are going to have empathy for that. Right. Especially when like the other people on the show, like Ariana, Sheena, all these other people who have shared their lives for 10 years and who've really been through the ringer and who've really done the work. You know, they kind of, you know, I think in their viewpoint, she Raquel in some ways almost took like a shortcut <laughs> to get on the show and to get famous. And Raquel's still saying she wants to be in it. So that's what makes this a tricky situation. Does that mean that Raquel shouldn't get any residual pays or any benefits? No, she, of course she should. They're making money off her back, of course. But all that being said, you know, the way that Bethany expresses it is like, oh, she's, she's just like this like innocent pawn who's been like thrown to the wolves. Everything that's happened to her, you know, it's all Bravo's fault. Like we can't 100% take away the fact that she did this somewhat for notoriety and because she wanted to be the big shot on the show. Like we can't completely ignore that. Both those things are true at the same time. Okay. Cause again, this is like a gray area and it's messy. So then Bethany lists her 10 conditions, which she's quote unquote called for pay raise, for reality stars, so they get like 10% with which with each new contract as long as the show is successful. And, you know, she says, calls it the Bethany Clause. Like, because again, like, it, this is really about her ego and about her patting herself on the back. Right? She wants people to love her, to thank her. She wants to be like, you know, the queen. She wants people to bow down to her. She wants to have legions of fans. You know, she wants to be like the person who helps the underdog. I think that's why she did the whole be strong thing. I think it's part of it. I hope that a lot of it or most of it is because she wanted to help people. But I do think a lot of it was for herself. I think a lot of the reason why she was trying to like, quote unquote, take down the Kardashians and go after them with their makeup lines, their body image, etc. Again, I think that's and she was like, they're trying to silence me. If you remember all that again, I think it's because she knew that there would be a section of society on social media that would be like, yeah, get them, Bethany, the big bad Kardashian corporation. Like, I do think she just, she wants to be like the, the David versus Goliath. And then we'll all be like her little mini Davids behind her. She almost wants to set herself up like she's the same as the rest of us. She just happens to have millions. 
but that's not true. She even goes on about how she, about how her doing this is what's going to inspire. And she lists nurses and teachers to unionize. Okay. I'm speaking from a Canadian perspective. Our nurses and teachers are unionized and have strong unions. That doesn't mean that governments don't try to go up against us, but they do. So I thought that they did in the States. I could be wrong because nurses, because, you know, you guys have the whole private healthcare thing. We don't have that. I'm pretty sure teachers do in the States. But anyway, she names other ones. Again, maybe she means like they, it'll encourage them to have stronger unions. I don't know. But her opinion on unions, they're, it's, they're, none of them are new. And others have been saying this, like Nini, um, Carol, Writer Girl had a tweet about it, about how, you know, they still use footage and clips from Carol's time on the show and she never sees any money for it and they need to have better rights and better contracts. Like she tweeted that. You know, a lot of other people are like, how would Bethany feel if Skinny Girl employees unionized? And I would like an answer to that question. Also, you know, she had her show on HBO, Big Shot with Bethany or whatever it was. And, you know, from what I recall, a lot of it was about being like, you got to be cutthroat. How are you going to survive in business? If you want to work for me, you've got to be able to do this and that. And had all their contestants like doing ridiculously borderline inhumane things that would never be allowed by an actual union. Um, and, you know, basically working and doing stuff for free so that they could get this like quote unquote internship slash job with her. And like it was ridiculous. And it was also a failure, the show, I mean. And it's like, okay, it, that doesn't seem to me like a person who is the, the one who should be leading the next possible union. She's also encouraging, you know, reality TV stars to go on strike. But they've got to organize themselves first. Like they can't just, like, I don't know exactly how it would work, but strikes are done within legalities. Okay. They are done, you know, at certain times during certain contract negotiations, can every reality star out there refuse to film all of a sudden right now and have it work? Absolutely. Is it realistic? No. Okay. There needs to first be organization, discussion, and real effort put in and decisions made. It can't just be Bethany goes on social media, says, guys, everyone strike, and then they all do. It's not going to happen. And that's why she can't be the leader, okay? Because as she said, her bank account is good. She doesn't have anything to lose. What skin is it off her back if she tells all the reality stars to go on strike? She's not going on strike. She's, you know, she's willing to be irrational, illogical, overly risky to make poor decisions. She's willing to, you know, maybe encourage people to do things that might be good things to do, but maybe not right now, or that first have to have certain steps taken before they fully jump into it, right? But she doesn't have to worry about that, any of that, because she's not currently working as a reality star, right? That's why I'm not going to ask someone who doesn't work in healthcare to lead the nurses union, 
or somebody who has no experience or or sorry isn't currently working in education to lead a teachers union right I, i'm not going to ask elon musk to head the teachers in their next union so you know she's operating out of emotion and vengeance as much as she's trying to convince everyone that she's not she is She's even recently blamed Andy, and this is what, to me, the, the nail in the coffin. She's recently blamed Andy for why she married Jason Hoppy. Like, she has seriously been like, he told me I should marry him, and it was the worst mistake of my life. Okay. Cool. <laughs> like, I don't even think I need to go into why that's insanity. Um especially considering that she was pregnant in her wedding dress. Anyways, so Bethany also, we have to look in, there's another side of this. She was accused of being a producer on a show about moms. And there was a TikTok star who was, or a, a popular TikTok personality who was supposed to be on it. And that person was basically kind of outed Bethany on TikTok and was telling everyone that in the contract with Bethany's show that, that Bethany was going to be a producer on, she wouldn't be able to basically have other jobs or work on any other projects and make any income anywhere else. So I'm going to read it. So this is posted by at Bravo Boo, Bravo underscore Boo, B-O-O. So it was Bunny uh, Hedeya's, I hope I'm saying that right, contract under Bethany Frankel's reality show Mafia Moms that never aired. Okay, so she says, so this is a, yeah, yeah. So she says, I'm literally about to post my contract. It was so exploitative. I believe 22K for the year. Okay. And then um, basically Bethany wanted to put hidden cameras in her home. And 15% of any her, of her brand deals on TikTok before the show even aired. Okay. And then there's a screenshot of it. Um, we received our, it's, or it's an email that says we received our contracts. Just to recap, we are filming, it's blanked out, the name of the show, a reality show. The contracts are completely in their favor. But there are two major points I wanted them to change that are non-negotiable before we start negotiating. One being they said we have to release all rights to privacy and hidden cameras and listening devices in our home. That is completely unacceptable considering we have families and children. The second is they want 15% of all likeliness royalties starting sign of contract. I have built an online, sorry, online following of over 550K followers since March and I refuse to pay them anything on my deals until the show airs. I also had a long and aggressive back and forth with, and then it's blanked out, over me starting my own podcast that I did anyways, since again, they have not promoted us at all. After I have them change those two points, because those are non-starters for me, I will send it over. Or if they give me any pushback, the contract is for five seasons. Okay. So that was... So then she sent a letter. Yeah, so that was the letter to her lawyer that she sent. 15% um, of their income before the show even went live. So that would be a year before filming and editing. Okay. Um, and it also says, 
in the contract without limiting the foregoing, I acknowledge and agree that during my participation in the project, I shall have no expectation of privacy and that any and all of my actions may be recorded, included by hidden cameras and listening devices and used by company, including without limitation in and in connection with the project and all ancillary and derivative materials thereof. That's what the contract said. So this is the person who is going to be, you know, the people's defender. This is the person who's going to be the one to start a union for reality stars. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like it is really all for ego and revenge. I mean, like there's, there's literally this clip of her <laughs> that I also have saved. Hang, hang on. In case we forgot where she's really talking and rem she has a pathological obsession with being number one and number one in people's minds. I think that she had it for a while, like when she returned to Real Housewives of New York season seven to ten, like she was it. Right. And then even for a while, her like notoriety and the legend of Bethany on New York continued. Right. But then. Because Bethany can't shut up, she sort of ruined her own brand. And on top of that, the pandemic happened and there was a big cultural shift away from, uh, you know, dieting and diet culture and things. And people started to see that Skinny Girl was like an offensive name. And, and there was just all this stuff happened. Right. And I think she's been kind of trying to get back that feeling and chasing it ever since. And I think that's part of what fame does to people. Um, so hang on, here's my clip. Book and I have a New York Times bestseller and then everyone doing it. How do I explain being the first celebrity female who invented the first ever low calorie ready to drink cocktail? It, it, it sounds like I'm bragging. How do I explain being the first housewife ever to write a book and I have a New York Times bestseller and then everyone doing it? How do I explain being the first celebrity female who invented the first ever low calorie ready to drink cocktail? It, it, it sounds like I'm bragging. How do I explain being the first housewife? Yeah, so she's the first one to do everything. I'm sure if we looked up you know, some actual dates, etc. We would find that there are inconsistencies in that non-humble brag. But either way, you know, it, does Bethany deserve some credit for the stuff that she's done? Yeah. I'm not trying to take that away from her. The problem is that I feel like she's using it for, I don't know what else to call it, but evil in some ways right now. <laughs> so... Let's not also forget when she sent cease and desist to smaller influencers on TikTok and Meredith Lynch, who spoke negatively about her skinny girl brand, she sent a cease and desist to and threatened to sue. Um, she also had, like I said before, the whole thing with the Kardashians. No one feels bad for the Kardashians. No one cares. Um, but I'm just saying that she always is looking for a target, right? It's like, She's always moving on to the next thing. And I think that's why she gets made fun of on social media so much because, you know, she's always kind of like, this is my new cause of the day, right? Every week it's something new. At first it's like me trying every single type of skincare. And then it's like me obsessing over taking down the Kardashians and talking about body image. Then it's talking about this. And then it's, and then nothing was working and sticking. So she went back to housewives. 
even though she had to maybe suck up her pride and it was maybe a little embarrassing because as Andy said, she did talk shit and say it was bad for women after she got off the show. But she decided, you know what? The only thing people are really going to listen to her about and not make fun of her for is Housewives. So she started the podcast, but then Andy and Jeff made fun of her and she was pissed. And now this is her new thing. And she has found something that no one can, or that she thinks at least that no one can say anything bad to her about. Otherwise you look like the bad guy. Cause if you question her intentions and motives and all that, it's like, Oh, well you just, you're just on the side of the corporation and you don't want the little guy to unionize and to have rights and get paid and da da da. Like she knows she can fall back on that. And when people criticize her, she can say to them, Oh, they're just trying to silence me guys. You know, like power to the people. They're trying to silence me. She can always go back to that. Right? She's found this thing. It's like with Be Strong. No matter what, no matter what her intentions were, the way she did it, whatever, she was helping people. So that that's why that worked so well for her and why she loved it so much. Okay? Except this is different. Like I said, this is, I think, going to come back to bite her in the ass. Number one, it's not going to happen. I don't think that she has the like for all the reasons I've given, she doesn't have the ability nor will people follow her. You need to be someone that people will follow. They're not going to follow her for all the reasons I just said. Right. And at the very most basic raw reason is her intentions are not good. Okay. And I know, I know intentions are not everything. In this case, they do matter though. They don't always matter. In this case, they do. Okay. It's also the fact that she's not in it anymore. Right. I, you know, her logic of to be a good union leader, you have to be not in the profession that it's inherently flawed. So, you know, hopefully Bethany's not listening because she'll probably like sue me or send me a cease and desist or whatever. But again, these are just my opinions. Okay. These are all my opinions. And they're my opinions as somebody who, again, is experienced, has been in a union for over a decade. I do know things about it. I did grow up around them. And I am a supporter of that. So for the housewives out there and the reality stars out there, you should start a union. And you should organize yourselves. I don't know exactly where you should start and exactly how to do it. But I don't think it's with Bethany. All right. So thank you everyone for listening to all my many, many, many thoughts on this. (laughs) Um, But you know, this is one of those ones that it's, it's been really getting under my skin because, you know, it's an important topic and I'm very happy that social media is talking about it, especially with the writer's strike who I 1000% support. And it's very troubling to me that she's hijacking the conversation. She's hijacking an important conversation and one that needs to be productive and making it not productive. Because instead, what everyone is talking about, including myself, I guess I'm guilty of this too, is her. Um, And that's kind of part of the inherent problem as well. Okay, so 
thank you everyone for joining me for this bonus episode. Even though I may have sounded upset, I had fun recording it. And I will see you all next week. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Bravo and Botox. And if you'd like to support me and the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You can also visit buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox to send your love through some much needed caffeine. Until next time and our next Bravo paper. Bye.